A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. For centuries, humans have wondered what happens to our essence, memories, energy, our very soul when we die. Do we head to that perfect utopia and live an eternal life and happiness? Or do we head to the internal damnation for how horribly we lived our life? Are some souls hanging on to the living world, comforting family and friends, warning others, or maybe just reliving tragic events? On today's episode, I ask the question, are ghosts real? I have talked to friends and family about their experiences and opinions. I even went ghost hunting in Bardstown, Kentucky, I stayed at one of the most haunted bed and breakfast in the country, the Talbot Inn and Tavern. So let's get into it. Let's start October off right with a little spookiness. I'm your host, Lee White, and this is the Happy Social Experiment. Okay, deep breath. Here we go. One, two, three. Happy. Feeling or showing pleasure or contentment. Social. An informal social gathering especially one organized by the members of a particular club or group, needing companionship and therefore best suited to living in communities. Experiment. A scientific procedure undertaken to make a discovery, test a hypothesis, or demonstrate a known fact. This is the happy social experiment. The idea of ghosts, spirits, and phantoms are as old as humans in themselves. There are many references to ghosts in Mesopotamian religions, the religions of Sumer, Babylon, and Assyria. Traces of these beliefs survive in the later Abrahamic religions that came to dominate the region. Ghosts were thought to be created at the time of death, taking on the dead person's memory and personalities. The Egyptians believed that the soul and spirit existed after death, with the ability to assist or harm the living and the possibility of a second death. Confucius said, Respect ghosts and gods, but keep away from them. 
Many Chinese ghost beliefs have been accepted by neighboring cultures such as Japan and Southeast Asia. The ghosts take on many forms, depending on how that person died, and are often harmful. Ghost beliefs are closely associated with the traditional Chinese religion based on ancestor worship, many of which were incorporated into Taoism. Buddhism influenced later views and in turn influenced and created uniquely Chinese Buddhist beliefs. Every country and civilization has ghost stories. Millions of people have experienced something that cannot be explained by our reality standards. Some of you are skeptical, and I get it. Some will never hear the disembodied whisper or see a wispy shadow move through a room, but many people have had to learn to coexist with their paranormal occurrences. And that is why we ask, are ghosts real? When I asked that question on Twitter, the results were pretty much what I thought. 41% believed in ghosts, 41% did not, and 18% definitely, definitely, maybe believed in ghosts. Throughout my life, I've had many paranormal experiences, whether it being hearing voices without bodies or formed shadow people. Uh, the paranormal has always been a part of who I am. So when I told my wife where I was going, she really wasn't surprised. Um, since COVID has locked me out of my normal job, I was pretty much going stir-crazy. Um, I needed some fresh air. I just needed to get out. Needed to see something different than my backyard and mowing the grass. Anyway, I couldn't have picked a better time to travel up, up to Kentucky. Uh, the skies were extremely blue. There's about 70 degrees. I drove with uh, all the windows down with on two-lane roads, just blasting heavy metal and listening to my podcasts and really trying to wrap my head around exactly what I wanted to achieve with this little adventure. I got into Bardstown about 4 p.m. and I could immediately smell the bourbon distilleries in the area. Bardstown is considered the bourbon capital of the world and Lord knows I enjoy a little bit of that sweet brown nectar from the gods. The very first thing that I noticed about the Talbot is how old it is. It was built uh, about 1779, and the reason why that's important is that Kentucky did not receive statehood until 1792, so the Talbot is older than Kentucky itself. Um, the sheer thought of that type of history, that extensive, it, it got me excited. Just the number of people that wandered in, found a place to rest or get something to eat, surely some of them stuck around. Upon entering my room, my skin instantly turned cold. The room, it didn't have a freaky feeling, and there was no doubt about it. Uh, I felt immediately like I was being watched. I felt like, it's like I walked into something that I shouldn't have walked into. But the room itself was, was pretty quaint and comfortable. Um, but like I said, it was just cold. I started getting a little paranoid, just a little bit, just a little freaky here and there. Um, but I decided I'd go ahead and start setting up my camera system because I was getting pretty hungry and I wanted to go get some dinner and all of that good jazz. And But I wanted to get as much footage as I possibly could. 
I put up six cameras. I did um, approximately 36 hours of recording, which ends up being about 216, 216 hours of footage of a roughly a 10 by 15 room. After setup, I left dinner and just, just to drive around. Since I was able to hook my camera system up into the uh, Talbot's Wi-Fi, I could check in on them at any point in time from my phone. And I would receive various various little alerts on whether or not there was movement within the room or if there was a noise, something like that. Something that would have triggered one of the cameras. Early on, most of the things that, I, that triggered the cameras were voices and noises that were coming from the outside of the inn. Uh, the Talbot is fairly close to the main section of, of the town. There's a roundabout uh, around the clock tower, and the Talbot Inn is right on, on, on the road there. So you could hear cars going by. You could hear uh, people on, on the sidewalk that were going to the Talbot for dinner or just walk walking by in general. So I had to auto- automatically start debunking that type of stuff of like, well, this is just noise pollution and I can't really do anything thing about that until it starts quieting down. One thing I did notice was how clean the room was when I started setting up. There was very little dust. And according to the cameras that I was seeing, very little dust would uh, be tossed up or fly in front of the lens. And I was greatly appreciative of that. Um, Because one thing that you do not want on a ghost hunt is just, you know, trash in the air. Because it can play tricks on you. It can give you some false readings. It can make you far more hopeful of the amount of of, um, ghosties in the area. But it also funny enough it makes it easy to to debunk such things of just yeah it's dust one thing my wife noticed she could look she could um log into the system uh from home and she could watch what was going on as well uh which she thought was really cool and you know a little creepy as well being some sort of cyber stalker or something like that you know she was like i can see you Look at look at what you're doing, <laughs> and that was strangely comforting, you know. Because even though I've had a lot of paranormal experiences, it, it I still get that that scared rush, and you know, ultimately, you don't want you don't want to have a bad experience at it. And so, knowing that my wife at any point in time could be watching and checking in on me and making sure that, you know, things are going smooth and good. It, it was very comforting. I decided I'd go ahead and settle down, start watching some TV, and I could hear how the building, its own noises and cracking and popping, uh, shifting and such. But occasionally, I would hear a small whisper that was not where it should have been there were footsteps in the hallway and I knew no one was near near my room in fact I did not see a single soul 
in any of the rooms until after I checked out and there were a couple couples that came downstairs for breakfast. Knowing that, I I went out to the uh, upstairs lobby and just to write in the, my journal and kind of get a feel of the whole of the whole building. The where I was sitting was pretty close to the Jesse James area, and you enter into a door, kind of go down the hallway to where the Jesse James Mini Museum is and where the main stateroom is. And when I'm sitting there, looking at the door, looking down that hallway, I would occasionally see a you know, just a small shadow, you know, it really wasn't full on, I couldn't really see exactly, I, parts of it I could have said was just playing with, with my eyes, I, I was just like overly excited, really wanting to see something, and so I got up and I went down the down the hallway, and immediately I, I could hear that there was a couple in um, the room they were talking and so I thought, okay, well, that's probably where the noise is that I was hearing. As I was walking back um, from that small hallway, I could hear footsteps coming up the staircase. Now, that was close to where I was sitting. And I know nobody was there on that part. I could see the stair steps. I sat there, and I watched the staircase, and I listened to footsteps come up that staircase. That's pretty unsettling (laughs) because there's nobody else around you and you're sitting there listening to somebody come up the steps and you know there's nobody that's actually coming up the steps but unfortunately I have no recordings of that I only have you know my personal experience from that and so once again you guys could sit there and go well you're full of crap but that's what happened to me when I got back to the room and I went to sleep the room was cold like I said it was just constantly cold I even turned the AC off because of it and I slept pretty good throughout throughout the night but around 3.15 I jerked awake uh, as if something was um, I just felt like something was really staring hard at me I started hearing kind of like a Uh, Um, the only way I can describe it is the sound of like clothing falling on on the floor and it was directly in front of me right around uh, an area of chairs and where my suitcase happened to be I did not see any clothing on the ground I did not see anything that could be making that noise and I know it was in, in the room because um, it had the same stillness sound, um, if that makes sense. Um, I guess it, it, it shared the same reverb as the other noises within the room. So I sat there and I watched a little bit. I, I turned on my phone and I looked at the cameras, what the cameras were saying. I couldn't see anything in particular that that looked weird. I did a little scan back on time through it, you know, looking back at some of the feedback, and I didn't see anything right offhand. And unfortunately, I forgot to set up the audio correctly. 
and so I have zero audio evidence on the entire 36 hours <laughs> and I felt like an absolute idiot once I realized that the following morning when I, I woke up um, well a- a- after the whole the hearing <laughs> hearing clothing falling to the ground um, I did go back to sleep but it, it, I, I wasn't fully asleep so I woke up kind of groggy a little mad so I immediately got onto the got onto the computer and started uh, going back and revisiting some of the footage and uh, I was pretty amazed at some of the things I saw um, a lot of it happened on at about one o'clock in the morning and uh, probably about mm, 30 minutes after I went to sleep and what I saw was wispy smoke that was extremely interested in and around the bed itself I saw various things moving out of me <laughs> I saw them moving out and flying kind of away from the bed I saw things um, flying up from me and uh, what okay you're going to have to visit the YouTube channel and able to see the videos of course but uh, when I showed my wife she was like well I won't go into the, the full words that she said but but it, it absolutely uh, scared the crap out of her um, because there there was absolutely nothing else in the room uh, other than myself and it only happened around me it didn't happen anywhere else in the room it didn't you know like I said there wasn't any any actual audio well I did get a few noises but I can't say that they were from that particular situation um, because even though I believe in ghosts I still believe that you have to be able to debunk what you see and able to you know if not you're going to sit there and go everything is you know every thing is an orb and everything is a noise and everything is a ghost and not everything is I'll have the videos up on my YouTube channel H-S-E-P-C So I sat down with some friends and we went over the Bardstown, Kentucky ghost hunt footage They had a lot of questions and I had a lot of questions But did we find any answers? I don't know Let's give it a listen and find out Sitting around a table Getting real with people Snacks And a little alcohol Okay, so we talked about this earlier, but are ghosts real? Now, keep in mind, I just showed you video of my time at the Talbot Inn in Bardstown, Kentucky. And uh, that video will be up online 
on the YouTube channel and on uh, Instagram. So, what do you guys think? What did we say before? (laughs) (laughs) Feel it's important. There was a lot of maybes. Yeah, yeah. I'm still firmly in the maybe camp. I don't think. I think I saw something. I don't know if it was a ghost. I don't know. Should have seen six somethings. Six somethings. Mm-hmm. There's definitely multiple movement happening that's unexplained. There I you go. see a weird, uh, like the the a lightning and a darkening. Right. Yeah. Now, mind you, I just showed them these videos, and uh, they're still in a questioning mode of exactly what all was going on. They're, they have their, their debunking hats on, trying to figure out exactly what happened. Well, uh, for me, the question is, like, when you say ghost, what do you mean? Are we talking about, like, a invisible floating entity? Are we talking about a spirit of a dead person? Are we talking about a spiritual spirit of some sort? All of the above. Okay. Because yeah. I don't see that very big a difference in any of them whatsoever. I guess in my mind there's like a spiritual something existing outside of like our dimension, shall we say? And then like just like leftover person ghost. I leftover person. Yeah. <laughs> so I think spiritual Residual. other yeah. Yeah. Residuals. Some sort of a some sort of a crossing over of a dimension there. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. sure. Something yeah, that we're not that. Uh, able to fully experience in this dimension. Sure. Leftover dead person? Probably not. Mm-hmm. In my mind. Mm-hmm. What about you? I mean, you're married to me, so well, you hear all types of junk. I think you have to go home with him. Yeah. Yeah. So if there's like spirit dust coming around your body at night, it's a little maybe unsettling. I don't know. Um, I don't know. No. It just. It, I guess when I saw that, it made me think like whatever energy was around was curious about what you were doing. Yeah, it did. I mean, like. It's weird that it wasn't taking place anywhere in frame other than around where he was sleeping. Mm-hmm. Right. And for a short period of time. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like it was light flashes or um, camera malfunctions or something that was happening yeah. consistently throughout the whole recording. And I did I did go through and debunk about, well, six different camera angles on that night. I debunked about... 18 hours of just of just what I would think was dust. Right. And snoring. A lot of snoring. <laughs> a lot of snoring. <laughs> I let her listen to the first thing because I was like, what's this weird noise going on? And, and she was like, uh, sounds like you snoring. That's you, bud. Are you sure? Are you sure it's me? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, but you guys know, I, I definitely believe, believe in ghosts. And when we've gone on uh, on trips before, I always try to convince my lovely wife to uh, stay in haunted places and that she can never sleep. No. 
she hasn't personally had any experiences. No, not in places we've stayed. Right. I just freak myself out. Yeah. Yeah. She's waiting for everything to jump at her. And yeah. Yell boo and and then and then there's she's pissed at me in the morning because I'm <laughs> slept so well. And <laughs> you go to sleep. You're supposed to be looking for ghosts. That's why I bought cameras. <laughs> Let the technology work for you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, uh, I had talked to you earlier, Allie, about uh, experiences mm. that, that you've had. Oh, no. Uh, what was that about your, you and your brother? The gorilla with the trench coat and the top hat. Could you say that a little louder, please? <laughs> the gorilla with the trench coat and the top hat. the story up a little bit. Okay. So, it was just something that my brother and I felt like we saw when we were growing up. Um, Like, we had independently seen him, and then we were like, I can think of one time playing in his bedroom, and we're like, whoa, there it was. And we both, you know, like, corroborated that we felt like we saw it at the same time. As an adult, or just looking back on it, I've written it off as, like, there were a bunch of tall, skinny maple trees outside of those windows. And that's probably what it was. But we talked about him so much that um, my grandmother got concerned and talked to my mom about it. Like, the kids think that there's some sort of somebody outside their window. We're like, no, I th- we're, we think he's cool. It's, it's fine. He's, <laughs> he doesn't seem mean. Would you kind of say it kind of looked like that a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) He was a little bit more defined, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. More of a fedora look. Yeah. Well, it was was pretty, I mean, it was definitely an upright hat, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's been thousands of people that have seen, and they call it the hat man, is what they call it. People or kids? People. Just all over the place. And normally it is something that they see multiple times. And uh, every, I'd say that out of every 30 cases, one of them makes him mad. But mostly he's just kind of watching. Which then makes sense of why you thought that he was spying on on you for Santa Claus. Yeah, we just definitely thought he was like hanging out, keeping tabs on us for Santa. Right. So how does that make you feel now? It makes me sad. <laughs> I mean, he still could work for Santa. Yeah. I, well, yeah. You know, I mean. It is, it is incredibly strange that so many, so many people would have such a similar experience. I went through two other podcasts just today talking about the same thing. And then I'm listening to the last time we talked about it. I'm sitting there going, oh my God, there is so much similarity in this. And I told Shelly on the way here, and she was like, oh, she's not going to like that. (laughs) But, you know, I haven't, and and again, like, it never felt scary. Like, he didn't, it was just like, you. Yeah, just watch it. Yeah, you saw a dude. Yeah, that's what a lot of people had had made the same. 
the same comment about it. Yeah. Yeah. Abe Lincoln's ghost is checking in on this. <laughs> yeah. You know, checking Lincoln's. in on things. Yeah. You know, he's, yeah, it's exactly. It's, a, it's Abe Lincoln. Yeah. You know, I don't see. When did the sighting start, Lee? Uh, Put it together. That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, I've never had anything like that. Not that I know of. No, neither. Yeah. We had talked about the idea of how when people see ghosts and people, you know, like the little wisps and stuff like that, but you guys saw in the video, Mm -hmm. of that, if it's... Because... Light actually has a form to it, of course, and different lights do have different temperatures, you know, different color spectrum type things. So, is it possible that you have, like, paper-thin ideas of different dimensions, and something in another dimension is slipping through on that little light, you know, just barely slipping through. That's why I make this kind of look wispy or shadowy and just kind of disappear out of nowhere. Yeah, I would... That's That would be my best, like, thing that I would most readily accept, I think, would be uh, a different... Maybe not even different dimensions the way we think of it, but I just think that there's a whole... There's a whole spiritual realm outside of ours that... We have no idea. Sure. Because it's outside of physicality. Even, yeah, so, we can't even right. perceive But it. it affects us, so it would make sense that it affects us visually as well as emotionally or spiritually or however else it affects us in our world. So. Yeah. It affects our senses, so it might as well affect that one too. Yeah. Yeah. So how many dimensions? <laughs> <laughs> One. I mean, is it like is it, just, is it like a uh, Rick about, and Morty thing? Of where about planes, so many multiverses. Right. Yeah, planes. no, I don't feel it. I don't see it as like a different physical dimension. No, like another, like an alternate Earth reality. Or no, that. I just feel like it's a whole other thing that we can't even. We can't. We see just it. have. We don't have right. any clue of. Yeah, we can't see. It. It's like yeah. the the well, spectrum we of non-visual it. light. Like there's plenty of light that we can't perceive with our eyes. Right. So I'm sure that there's plenty of other things that we can't experience with our physical bodies. Right. Well, then it also go down to, um, up to um, almost a biblical idea because it does say there's a thin veil that, mm-hmm. that can be lifted of where you can see. We see but dimly now. Yeah. So, I mean, that could be, uh, yeah, that could definitely be, I don't know. That's one of those things where you just kind of want to either drink more and think about it or other substances. I'm going to drink more. Yeah, I need more (laughs) beverage. Yeah. I guess we'll just leave it at that unless anybody else has anything they want to talk about. You guys got nothing? Let's talk about the election. No, no, let's not. (laughs) Let's uh, (laughs) let's not. God, there was some dead space there. Uh, (laughs) Alright. Well, these are my friends. They're cool. Cool, cool. So are ghosts real? I like to think so. My past experiences and the footage that I obtained from the Talbot make a case for me personally. Do I expect others to believe? Absolutely not. I do hope that we continue to question the world around us, though. 
I think it would be very arrogant and ignorant to assume that we know everything about our world and reality. Well, that's it for the first episode of Happy Social Experiment. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm very grateful that you took the time to listen. I know that there are many podcast options. It humbles me to think that you took a chance on this podcast. If you enjoyed Happy Social Experiment, please share it with friends and family. I'll have a new episode every other week or so for now. Please be safe, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for joining and listening. Click the subscribe button and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HSEPC. If you got comments, questions, or want to share a story, email us at happysocialexperiment at gmail.com. Later taters. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.